thanks for being here. Welcome. It, it appears we have plenty of uh, seating right up front, if you'd like, just as I look out. You can go get coffee. Actually, on that note, uh, we do have some uh, leftover bagels, I think, from our home group leaders retreat, so please avail yourself of that as well. So we have coffee and some sort of bagels there. Please help yourself to that. Uh, as you're coming in, uh, good morning, welcome. Uh, thanks for being here. Our uh, purpose, really, of this sort of meeting serves a number of different purposes. One is just to keep you informed as a church of where we're at and some of the things that we're thinking about uh, as a church. Uh, second, we really want to rejoice in God's grace for us over the last several months, and so this is an opportunity to do that. One of the ways we can do that is by getting to know one another, so you're going to hear a member's testimony, uh, and then you'll hear from the elders as well. And uh, hopefully we'll have a chance for a little bit of Q&A uh, at the end, um, but certainly we can stick around uh, afterwards if you do have pressing questions. So uh, with that, uh, just a, a brief word from uh, 1 Corinthians 15. This is probably just a verse that most of you are probably familiar with. Let me just read it by way of encouragement this morning. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 58. This is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. It says, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And I find great encouragement in that. And, and really, if we back it up there, the, the reason that Paul is saying that is, is it's based on the, the resurrection of Jesus. That's the immediate passage beforehand. And so essentially what Paul's saying is, look, if Jesus is alive... If he's not dead and his body is not still buried in a tomb somewhere, if Jesus really is alive, then what you do matters. Then what you do and how you serve and anything and everything that you do really does matter. A lot of times, though, we, we can think it does, and sometimes it feels like it doesn't matter. But it's particularly that last, uh, the last phrase there, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. I think that's probably something that we ought to be able to speak to each other a lot more than we probably do. Like your labor this last week to love your wife, to love your husband, to care for your kids, to serve, to meet a need, to work hard, uh, to, to be kind to someone who's frustrating you, your labor this week to kill sin, to, to live a righteous life, your, your labor this week to make that phone call, to extend yourself in Christ-like love, your labor is not in vain. And it, it never is in vain. Why? Well, because Jesus is not dead. He actually is alive. So, uh, again, part of this is, like I said, sometimes it doesn't feel like it. And sometimes we do wonder, is anything I'm doing here matters? And any of those situations, uh, do I even matter? And so there is a sense here where Paul kind of expands the vision and our vision a little bit here to say, even though it, doesn't, it might not feel like it, and sometimes it just doesn't, but we want to learn uh, more and more as people to take our cues from the word of God and not our own feelings. And so if we're taking our cues here from the word of God, there's just great encouragement. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen? Well, with that... Uh, Again, our mission statement here, you 
saw it as you came in this morning. Why do we exist? Okay. Okay. Good morning. My name is Jeff. That's, that's cool. I get it. Summer. That's cool. Yeah, good. I know you got it. GCF exists to glorify God through gospel-centered worship, evangelism, discipleship, community. That's great. Now, that is not going to be done uh, by any one of us. It's something we do together, collectively. And we have the joy of doing that since we're called uh, into a relationship with God and then with each other. We're saved individually, and God puts us in a corporate body such as this for which we are grateful and thankful for. So with that, uh, the words should be up on the screen here. This is a great chance to, uh, to remember and then rehearse our membership covenant, really, is what it is, together. And so we will read this right here. I will, Ellie, is that the, uh, that's the preamble, isn't it? We're going to skip the preamble then, and that's fine. We'll go right there. We don't, the preamble says this is our membership agreement. So. Well, among other things. So I will read the preamble, <laughs> and then we'll read our membership agreement together, and then uh, there'll be a, a, a benediction there. I'll read that to close us, okay? And, and it, I, again, I, I just want you to think about, as we read it, we're not going to run through this, but just think about the words, because the words matter, and this really is just a reaffirmation of our commitment uh, to each other. So I'll read this part. A local church is more than a Sunday gathering. Fellowship in the church is realized in committed relationships as we seek to help one another grow in love and obedience to Christ. Grace Christian Fellowship Church, our commitments to one another are summarized in the following church membership agreement. Join with me here. Having been brought by God's grace to repentance and faith in Jesus, and having been baptized upon profession of that faith, we now commit to one another by God's enabling grace. We will seek to grow our relationship with the Lord through the word and prayer. We will live in accord with the gospel we believe, honoring Jesus in public and in private, in every sphere of life and in all relationships, encouraging obedience to Jesus among Christians and seeking the salvation of those who remain outside of Jesus. We will gather each Sunday as God enables us to worship the triune God together by listening to the reading and preaching of his word, praying and singing his word, confessing our sins and our faith, and celebrating the Lord's Supper. We will also look for other opportunities to gather with one another to encourage each other's obedience to Jesus in all things. We will care for one another by praying for each other, discipling each other, serving each other, speaking truth in love, rejoicing in each other's happiness, and bearing each other's burdens. If a member remains in clear and unrepentant sin, we will lovingly seek his or her repentance as directed by God's word. We will humbly pursue the unity of this church by avoiding gossip, grudges, and sowing discord, by being quick to forgive and seeking reconciliation with those we have offended. 
We will follow the leadership of the elders as those who will give an account for keeping watch over our souls. We will avoid promoting doctrine that directly opposes the public teaching of the elders in a way that sows division. We will regularly, generously, and cheerfully contribute toward the financial needs of this church in order to support the ongoing ministry of the word, purposes, and ministries of this church and members in financial need. If I leave this church, I will seek to do so peaceably, notifying the elders while looking to join another church that celebrates the same gospel, continuing to live out the spirit of this commitment to Jesus and his people. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever, and all God's people said, amen, amen. Uh, I want to give just a brief update from uh, among our family of churches, so our North Church and our Central Church, uh, so that you can be aware and just be in prayer uh, as you think about our brothers and sisters uh, in both of those churches. For our North Church, this is from uh, Pastor Dave. Uh, he's encouraged, certainly, by uh, growth. Uh, they are, in fact, this Sunday uh, going to two services, so it's an 8.30 service, and I think it's 11 a.m., and so uh, be praying for them even today. As they do that, they will need more volunteers and more servants, uh, but uh, generally excited about that startup and about that change and asking for God's grace uh, for that. Uh, they're also beginning to uh, rejoicing in uh, their building there. Uh, how many of you have actually had a chance to get up to the North Church? Anybody? Okay. Hey, you rally folks. I get it. I totally get it. Uh, as, as on some, sometime, uh, go ahead and, and go up there. Uh, and again, it just is a little bigger version of, of what this building looks like. But they're rejoicing in God's grace for them there and moving into kind of phase two of occupying that. So looking at classroom space and office space and so on and so forth. So we want to be praying for them. At our central church, Pastor Brett, also grateful for uh, the saints that are serving there, uh, praying for more uh, in, and some more leaders in some pretty key ministries there, but thankful for uh, the folks that are there uh, as they think about, again, this year starting with uh, home groups and um, adult and children's Sunday school. Uh, we, we certainly can be praying. There's uh, some very, uh, there's many members there who are experiencing some bit of hardship and, and suffering there, and uh, so the uh, central campus guys, in particular elders there, are really um, doing their best job to, to sort of navigate through some of those things and to, to really care for them, uh, so we can certainly be, uh, be praying for them. Uh, okay, as we think about uh, our Valley Campus here, uh, I've got several items here. Uh, first, uh, members... Uh, leaving and joining, uh, members leaving, Ben and Stephanie James, uh, members joining, and I've got a list here, and so if you're out there and you're thinking, wait a minute, I just became a member and he didn't read my name, uh, that's, that is not intentional. Uh, I'm happy to uh, read your name. Uh, th we've, we've had quite a few, so we're just trying to make sure we got everybody here. So uh, joining Katie and Andrew Lopez, Kathleen and Marcus DeYoung, Ben and Brittany Orth, Gunner and Cassidy Papp, Tim and Ashley Miller, 
Taylor and Jasmine Hall, Josh and Dusty Wall, Nathan Raver, uh, Ian and Lisa Garrick, Jesse and Faith Hoffman, Nathan and Alicia Walsh, Phyllis Marks, Dean and Nora Schmucker, Steve and Carol Nelson, uh, Russ and Gloria McComey. I think I may have, you guys get maybe double duty. I think I mentioned you in the past, but you get it again. So there you go. Uh, so again, we're really grateful uh, to you. You guys are blessings to us as a church family, and we're excited uh, about the opportunity to grow with you here in, in this season uh, of uh, life uh, and ministry. And so um, again, we are, we're overjoyed uh, in that. So, uh, also, speaking of a blessing, uh, I'm going to call up Rondi and Brian DeBoer here. This is a chance to get to know them a little bit more as a member's testimony here. And so they're going to just share a little bit about how they came to the Lord and this season uh, where they're at. And, um, yeah, come on up here. I'll move my stuff here. Reached off to the side. Uh, that should be on. You're good to go. Yep. Okay. Can you hear me okay? All right. Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Brian DeBoer. Um, we have been to GCF for about 19 years. Uh, super blessed uh, to plant this church. Uh, super blessed and thankful for all of you. Uh, we have four daughters. Uh, three of them now have left the house. We have one uh, that just moved to Hawaii. We have one that is in Phoenix. We have one that's going to school in Iowa. And one is still at home. I think we're still trying to figure out the fact that everybody is so far away, what that says about us. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep considering that, I guess. Um, and I work as a, as a physical therapist at Valley Hospital. My name is Rondi DeBoer, and um, Brian and I have been married 24 years. Yes. And, um, yeah, we've got four kids. I've been a stay-at-home mom all those years. Um, I think I worked as a teacher for two years out of that, so then I was a stay-at-home mom. I homeschooled for about 15 years and loved it. And, um, yeah, we're just, we've been so blessed to be here at GCF all those years. So they gave us a list of questions, um, and we're just going to ask you guys all those questions. Rondi, <laughs> can you share with us how you came to Christ? Um, I came to Christ really young. I grew up in a Christian home here in Spokane, and I think I knew the gospel super young, but it became really real to me um, very young at age 11. Um, my brother... Um, passed away, and he was nine years older than me, and he loved the Lord so much. And the year before he died, I developed insomnia. And so I, in the middle of the night, I would sneak into his room, like, almost every night. And um, he suffered from really bad migraines, and so he was always awake. So sometimes I would just watch him read or, you know, pick at his guitar, you know, but oftentimes he would talk to me about the Lord. And so it was an entire year of me just sneaking into his room and talking about spiritual things. And so after he died, I remember so clearly one of the things that he had said to me was, you are either wholly God's or you're wholly not. And you have to decide who you want to belong to. And I just remember after he died just thinking, I'm not promised tomorrow. He was so young when he died. I don't get tomorrow maybe. And so I just knew that I needed to be wholly God's. And so even though I was so young and I didn't fully <laughs> understand atonement and all those things, I really became serious about my faith at that point. And it's, I'm just so thankful the Lord saved me so young. It saved me from a lot of heartache, I'm sure. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's how I came to know the Lord, and and um, I know it's it's fun to be able to see a tragedy and see such great fruit come from it. God is really faithful. Okay, how have you grown as GCF has grown over the years? Um, as I thought about this question, I think that probably the m- one of the main ways that I've grown is just in love for the church over the years. Uh, when I first came to know the Lord, I was a very isolated Christian. Um, I would I was kind of the guy that ca- came into church, and then as soon as it was over, I would sneak out without really talking to anybody. And I'm kind of a quieter individual um, just by nature, and so um, it's a little harder for me to to talk to folks and, and get to know people. Um, so this has just been something that has grown very slowly over the years. Um, so just as I have been uh, in the church and reading the Bible more, though, I just see uh, how Jesus gave himself for all of us, for all of you. And if he loves you that way, how can I not then also love you that way? Um, and I think uh, just as you look at the New Testament, you see um, one of the main things that we're supposed to be doing is caring for one another and loving each other while we're waiting for our Lord to return. Uh, so you're all hearing that in this room, and you're like, yeah, of course. Uh, but that, that, came, that has come very slow for me over the years. Um, and I think something that helped was uh, about two years ago, each of us had a surgery um, about a week apart. I had just lost my job, and so we were in great need. And the help that we received from all of you folks was amazing. And uh, there were people in our lives that got to see that testimony, and it was just a real testimony to the faithfulness and care of the church. So, um, let's see. Rhonda, are you, what, what ministry are you involved in, and how are you tackling this question? Um, so we've done lots of weird things through the years. Like, we started the original nursery and um, the Sunday school program on way, way back when. Um, we also, they had to start a high school youth group, and it was a disaster. I don't think it even lasted the year. We were really bad at it. Um, we were, <laughs> and, um, but like right now, um, like we're both kind of doing some of the counseling, uh, program teaching and, um, you know, we do nursery and, and Sunday school and stuff, but I think what I'm most passionate about is very similar to what he just said. Like, I'm just feeling really passionate about the unity of the body of Christ and that when one of us hurts, the entire body needs to respond. And when one of us is celebrated, like, we all need to jump for joy. Like, I'm just feeling really passionate about, so I just, I'm seeing so many people with needs, like, like young people and old people, and I just, there has to be a way that we can work together to apply the gospel to each of those situations to show them that there's an answer for the daily hardships and celebrations that we have in our lives. And I'm just feeling really passionate about serving each other and knowing each other and getting messy into each other's lives with each other. So I don't know what ministry that title that goes under, but that's what I'm feeling really passionate about right now. And I have also been uh, involved in the, the counseling team meetings over the last couple of years. Just excited to learn more about that and just because I believe so strongly in the word of God. Uh, and its ability to change the way that we think ab- about life and about ourselves, about God and our circumstances. Uh, so excited to learn more about that, just working with people one-on-one and helping to make uh, gospel connections, uh, biblical connections with other folks. 
Um, I'm also very passionate about Gonzaga basketball, but uh, right now we don't have a ministry involving that. Maybe we, maybe we can maybe we can figure that out somehow. I don't know. Um, and I think just lastly, okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. Watch parties. Here we go. Um, and then the, the last question was just how can how can you all be praying for us in this season of our lives? And I think uh, I, I just we thought about this and uh, three things came to mind. Just maybe pray that we would continue to be amazed by God's grace. Number one, that is really the engine that drives everything that we do. Right. Um, also, that we would continue to grow in our love for the church uh, and also pray for us that we would trust the Lord with our kids. Uh, they're so far away. We have absolutely no control. We never did. We thought we did. Uh, but now we, we really don't. And that's, that's very apparent. So thank you. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, let, let's pray. Those are uh, wonderful things. Thanks for sharing. And again, if you don't know these folks, you, you just you hear that and you think, well, I, w- well, I want to get to know them. Uh, and so you guys are a huge blessing to us. Let me pray. Father, thank you for the DeBoer family. Lord, thank you for almost 20 years of, of them now bringing them here to GCF and for the good that you have done in their lives and the good that you still want to do. Thank you for their huge hearts uh, for you and, and for us and, and to grow. So I do pray, Lord, that, you would, that they would continue to be amazed by your great grace for them, especially on the hard days. God, I pray that they would continue to, to grow and love for the church and the people here. And Lord, in this season of their lives, as their kids are spread out, uh, Lord, have mercy on them as parents. I pray, Lord, that you would increase their faith in you. They'd really be able to, moment by moment, day to day, be able to entrust their, their children into your wise, fatherly hands. So Lord, be, be gracious to them, I pray. And thank you for it. Thank you for the joy that we have to be able to, to do life together in a very real way. And I ask your blessing on them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I'm going to have Pastor Paul. Why don't you come up here? Uh, Paul's going to do an update on um, adult and children's Sundays. Good morning. Um, <coughs> excited to kind of get to the fall in some ways. In other ways, it's like, oh, it's here and we're not ready. Let's just make the best of it. No, we, we are ready. It's... Uh, exciting to kind of get to the fall and see everything kind of come together. And as I, Jeff and I were talking about this, just the, the richness of our members, the, the, the number of people we have to pull upon to build a church with you guys. It is actually just kind of a joy to look out and say, there are not many churches that have such a richness of people to pull from. So it is really pretty unique to be able to look at some of these different ministries that we have to build and to be able to say, I could call probably 10, 15 people who all would be capable, confident, and willing to do this. It's like, that is, that is unusual uh, when you think of the world of the church. So a couple things just as we think about um, Sunday school. There's uh, several things coming up for Sunday school. So the kids' Sunday school is going to continue on what uh, Ronnie had actually helped pull together some uh, curriculum for that. And so we had kind of decided on a curriculum that we wanted to kind of build into our church that really was gospel-centered uh, largely and, and is really kind of painting a picture from uh, the beginning of Scripture all the way to the end that helps kids understand the fullness of what the Bible teaches but also really drives in towards the gospel. And, um, and so this is kind of fitting within our philosophy. Many of you know this, that we believe that parents are to be the primary ones to raise their kids up. And 
church partners with that. And so there's some different things that we do. We want kids from a young age to be in the service. We want kids to be involved in the things of the church and the life of the church. And this is fairly unique when you look at churches. And yet, even though that is true, we want parents to be involved there. Uh, we also want this to be a place where kids come and grow and can engage on their level. And so this is where um, <coughs> some of these curriculums are really seeking to do that with parents to learn together with the church. And so many of our kids go to places like the Oaks, and so they get lots and lots of Bible all week long. But the church is kind of a unique context for them even to share in fellowship with those they worship with. And so there's something we're after there that is pretty unique uh, amongst churches, but it is something that is really a joy to be a part of uh, when we see all the work that God uh, can do with all these young people that run around after church. And it's pretty unique to have that responsibility upon us. So <coughs> one of the, <coughs> excuse me, one of the um, curriculums we're using is called the Gospel Project. And so that is kind of from a preschool all the way up through our third grade, our fourth grade, excuse me. And so that's kind of the younger ages. That's going to be Old and New Testament. They kind of work through that. Um, just through the year and through the years, they'll kind of get to know God's word, hopefully, in that sense. And then as they get a little older, one of the things we want to do with them is to start getting them into doctrine. And one of the ways we've chosen to do this is look at um, a catechism, just the basic teaching of the Christian faith. And so this is the New City Catechism. And so this is kind of getting into a little more of what is it that all of the Bible teaches on these subjects. And so the, the hope is that the, they are engaging with this regularly, memorizing God's word, singing God's word, learning to be able to systematize God's word from a young age. And so that these are things that as they grow, they're able to hold on to. And I mean, there's even I do this with my own kids. It's such a joy to be able to come to our youngest, Liesl. And Liesl, who, what is God? Who is God? And she has an answer. And it's something that she can grab hold of and trust with that this is right. I know my dad has taught me this, and I have the language to give it to her and to talk about that with her. So um, I think the New City Catechism, in that sense, does a really good job of making things really tangible and accessible. And, and the joy of being able to kind of look out at our church in, in 10 years and talk about these things just very plainly to see the fruit of that would be pretty sweet to be able to say, all these kids have a foundation of Bible and theology um, built in from their church and a common language there. And so that, that's kind of a unique thing as we think about uh, heading into year two, starting to build these things. Um, so this is really something that uh, we trust parents to do, but we also want as a church to be formed in this together. So this is something that is really exciting. And so a couple people are jumping in this year um, in the kind of the younger ages, pre-K through um, kind of fourth grade or second grade. Uh, Kelly Taft, who many of you know, is is jumping in there and helping uh, make this quite a bit better than uh, than I got it done. And it's like I <laughs> got some of the bare bones there, and Kelly's like, let's actually like let's massage this a little. Maybe there's some music and some other things. Like, yeah, uh, kids should love the Bible. They're good enough, and <laughs> so she's good. She's jumping in. Uh, so she's softening things a little, I suppose. And Lurai is jumping in with her there as well. Uh, many of you know Corbin and Lurai. And so that I'm really excited to have them jump in at those younger ages. And Stephanie uh, Burdick, so Brett and Stephanie Burdick are kind of jumping in at the, the older ages. And so with all of our ages, so we have three uh, major classes um, kind of 
different of the different ages. So we, we do need probably one extra teacher or teaching couple in each age. And so if you think about just people in the church um, or yourself, um, just think and pray. And this is kind of to get our teachers so they're not pulled on so frequently. Um, just be thinking about, is there someone that really has that gifting, either has young kids, it would be a, a good spot for them, or myself, is that a spot that I can jump in? So the goal is kind of to get those teachers so that they're only teaching really once a quarter for an entire month, and then they're able to join the rest of the church uh, in Sunday, adult Sunday school. And so there's several things there that um, you can be thinking and praying about with our group this week. But we do have uh, just a lot of great people jumping into that just immediately, but just a few more we're looking for. Um, for adult Sunday school, um, we just we have a couple things we're um, kind of looking at over the year. And so we don't have a specific schedule laid out, but we do have many, many of our own members. We're going to try and pull on and get them in teaching a little bit. Um, some of our members are kind of uh, just really gifted and natural at this. And so there's several different topics we're probably going to try and get um, into and start to think about. Uh, together as we as we think about this entire year. Similar to last year, there's going to be some that are focused on Bible, some that are going to be more practical. We're going to try and get into probably marriage uh, and how do we start to think about that. And so we have a few teachers probably going to bring in thinking on marriage and, and those things and finances and some uh, some ideas of theology. And so we're kind of we're going to see a little bit of a balance there of what we're after. And so these are good contexts for us to be able to get out of the, the regular sphere of just preaching exegetically through something and so to address uh, different issues that uh, just need a little more flexibility there. So that is the plan for adult Sunday school is to kind of get into some of those, those different areas. And so I uh, just encourage you to come to those, be part of those. They are really sweet times for us as a church to think through these things together, to say what are the things that we are being shaped and formed into. And so the more members and people who attend church that come to those, it really creates a rich culture around the things we're talking about together. Um, for discipleship, one of the things that um, that we're doing this year is, is we're heading in and starting to really develop this discipleship curriculum that we started into a couple years ago. The GCS um, has always had this culture of discipleship that is just rich within um, everything that we do. It's always been here uh, really since day one. Uh, Bill's just natural at discipleship, shaping people towards, uh, Bill being the, the guy who planted this <laughs> church many years ago, for those of you who don't know. Um, and so this, this discipleship is kind of the recognition that we do also want to be able to build something that's um, structured enough that we can have disciples who make disciples who make disciples. This this imperative out of scripture to say you are to go out making disciples and be able to repeat this. And so we often feel like, well, how do we do this? Every discipleship program you're going to put out there is um, just lacking in the full picture of what God wants to do in our lives. Uh, and yet this is some of the foundations of what we can start to build upon. So this year we'll be looking at several different things in our discipleship curriculum. And so this is kind of focused on small groups, anywhere from three to six people, um, gender specific, in which they would be praying together regularly. Um, and so this is looking at different uh, theological resources. This is looking at different Bible 
um, studies together. And so there are many, many things that they're going to be doing together. And the most important part of this is that they are doing it in person with one another. This is not just a curriculum you go print off and read yourself, um, but you are doing this with other brothers and sisters. So some of the things they're looking at is um, this book on evangelism, um, actually thinking about discipleship itself. What is this? Thinking about the local church or our ecclesiology, so a book on that. Thinking about men and women in those roles, which will look like Kevin DeYoung that they'll be studying. Um, and then also just how to study God's word. There's a book called Journey into God's Word is one of the primary ones. Or, um, and this is just kind of how do I actually study the Bible, the exegesis, kind of the, the practice that we do in our worship, learning how to do that uh, yourself as you learn what are the good study methods and how do I understand God's word rightly. And then one called Confronting Christianity, uh, just thinking through apologetics and how do we engage with difficult topics in our world. How does the Bible speak to these? How do we think about them? So these books are good, but in the context of uh, a group of men and women who are really wrestling through this, these become extremely key to be able to say, how do I think through these rightly? And so these are um, just really great groups. They're going to, hopefully over the next several years, more and more groups will become available as more people go through this because they'll be able to turn around and pull others in. And so the hope is that many, many more people are able to get into these. So even if you're not in a group this year, I'd encourage you, there's um, the curriculum in the back uh, near the library. You're welcome to take one of those pamphlets and just kind of look through it and, and also read along with everything we're doing. Just kind of pick up on the things that are interesting to you. Uh, and you can still kind of enter in with things that our church is talking about. And so as we think about these discipleship contexts, I mean, this, this is within the context of everything we're doing in our church. So Sunday mornings, fosters discipleship in our church. It shapes us and forms us. Our home groups shape and form us in discipleship. And these groups, kind of that more practical way that is a little more intentional in how we're getting after this knowledge piece. Thinking of why we do this, John chapter 8, um, Jesus is talking uh, just to those who are following around, and they, they wanted to know, how do I become a disciple of you? And uh, those who are believing in and following him said this, he sa and he says this to them. He says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And they go on, and they're like, but we're heirs of, of Abraham, we're his offspring. And he presses back in, and he says, really what it is is about learning how to find freedom from sin, understanding the truth, understanding the things I have taught you and living in them. And this really is what discipleship is seeking to do in our church, to say, we want to understand God rightly, we want to understand our sin rightly, and have that removed from us. And so this is hard, long-suffering work that we're seeking to do uh, week in and week out. So uh, just be praying about those groups for our church. This is uh, really what creates a robust culture of disciples. Uh, when you look at churches and you walk in and say, what is it about this church that makes it gospel-centered, makes it Bible-believing, makes it robust? Um, you can look at it very quickly and recognize some of the fruits of it in preaching, in the worship service, but it is really in discipleship, in the robust nature and the way we shape and form our people that you really have a robust church. And so these things are not unimportant when we think about this next year and the next years following to say, how are we being shaped? So do be praying about this. And 
and supporting it and engaging in it regardless of your role in that. And so these are these are some of the foundations of our church. So with that, uh, yes, do be praying about everything that we're shaping and forming this year from the from the very small kids who come to disciple on Sunday mornings to these discipleship groups to these home groups. So uh, yeah, excited about everything we're we're putting together here and just seeing that grow. Uh, okay, uh, let me just give a quick word on uh, home groups. And uh, again, as we think about this fall, we're excited. We're adding two new home groups. We have a third one kind of waiting in the wings here. So we're excited about that. That'll bring, let's see, that we have 11 home groups. Uh, and so our new groups, uh, Mike and Lizzie Mosbeck, where are you right there? And Kevin and Marissa DeYoung and McKenna uh, right there. So we're grateful uh, for for you guys. And then we have several other home group leaders here as well. And so we're thankful for you. We had a home group leaders retreat this last weekend. We hosted it here among our family of churches. And uh, it was really just a sweet time of encouragement. And um, just to, even I find myself just looking out and just taking it in and thinking, you know, the Lord has done so much good in my life through uh, the avenue of home groups and through people there who have really cared and ministered God's grace to me. So it's a really sweet thing. Here, here's one way that you can be an encouragement, one way that you might be able to serve others, uh, and that is as uh, perhaps there are new folks, there may be someone that you're sitting, aside, uh, sitting beside today or you talk to them after the service or before. Maybe they've been at GCF for a little while. Um, you can press in and say, oh, you've been here for a while. That's right. I remember your name. Hey, are you in a home group? Can I help you find a home group? That is uh, absolutely appropriate. We'd love for you to do that. Uh, this, this will be your help as a member here, this little flyer here on the back. It has all the names, numbers, all the pertinent details for our home groups. And so you can, it's right at the welcome table out there, you can give them that. Um, but it may be that you have a role to play here to really help people get situated uh, in the home group this fall. Okay, uh, I want to give a brief uh, financial report. That's on me. Financial report, business report. Oh, see, here's, this is, sorry. I, we, we have what's called now a confidence monitor. I don't know if you're aware of that. So now I, I don't have to turn around. I can just read. Y you, you're not supposed to turn around. Your confidence is that way. My confidence is that way. But I can't even see that. <laughs> so here we go. So this, this again, uh, let me just read it. Because of your faithful giving and attendance, GCF is a thriving church in three locations. This biblical model enables us to collectively work together to execute our local mission while allowing a global impact. So over the last year, you folks, because of your generous giving, uh, you made it possible to plant a church in the valley, build a new facility for the North Church, and begin moving forward with facility upgrades at the Central Church all while investing uh, $240,000 in missions. So to be transparent with the body, we have included a snapshot of attendance and financials. So I think the next slide here. So just a quick word on attendance. Uh, essentially, the uh, North Church, average attendance of 450. Valley here, 260. And Central, 170. Uh, and I'll say more about that in just a minute as we move forward here into the fall. But it gives you a sense for... Um, for what that looks like at our various churches. And then on the financial end of things, and we're just using some round numbers here. So 
just be aware of that. Again, thanks to your generous giving, GCF is a financially healthy body of churches uh, able to carry out our local and international mission. So our, our budget, $2.3 million. Uh, current GCF accounts, general fund, 400000 emergency fund, 270000 benevolence fund, 57000 building fund, 22000 and there you see the operating costs, uh, roughly 200000 a month. Together we support church planning, Christian education, and ministries of mercy around the world, totaling 240000 a year. Again, happy to talk more about that. That just gives you a snapshot of, um, yeah, thanks, Ellie, of where we're at. Again, the, the takeaway there is on behalf of the elders, thank you. Thank you for your love for the Lord, your love for the gospel, your love for the work of the gospel uh, here, locally, and then around the world. It's really a great joy to be able to support missionaries uh, all over the world and then to see the gospel work that the Lord is doing here. So uh, on behalf of the elders, thank you for uh, all that you're doing, and we're excited about uh, what that looks like moving forward. If you do have specific questions, and you very well may, please talk to us, and we'd be happy to get you in touch with either our new business administrator, uh, certainly talk to one of the elders here. We're happy to answer any specific questions you may have on anything that you just saw there on those snapshots. Speaking of uh, new hires, just again to let you know, we have uh, over the course of the last several months here among our family of churches, three, uh, three new hires in that sense. Uh, first, our new business administrator, his name is Jeremy Larla, and uh, he and his family attend the North Campus. They've been up there for several years. His main office is at the central location. And uh, Jeremy has just come on board really in the last month. And so we're really grateful for him. Uh, he really brings a lot to the table uh, in terms of his background, uh, business background, just a keen, sharp mind for details, which is really important. Uh, you can keep it legal, uh, but, uh, but really a pastor's heart as well and uh, really shares our vision. So we're thankful for him. Now, Jeremy is really moving into the role that uh, Terry Meyer was doing. Terry now is a uh, family ministries pastor up at our North Campus. So really Terry transitioned out of that business administrator role and into that uh, full-time role at our North Campus. And also uh, Darcy Lassie, so many of you know her uh, in the Valley here. Uh, hi, Paul. Uh, we, we didn't hire Paul, we hired Darcy. Um, just to be clear, uh, in a part-time role as our counseling, biblical counseling coordinator, and uh, that's just a, a, a huge win for us. And again, our family of churches here. So Darcy's been involved in really the soul care training and the biblical counseling for six or seven years now, and uh, recently graduated with uh, her master's as well, so has both formal and informal education and training, and again, those of you who know Darcy know her passion uh, and heart for people, especially suffering people. And so we're really privileged to be able to have her come on board. She is, her time is really spent among the three churches, and uh, she's just getting started here too, so it's a bit of a, uh, you know, kind of as she described it, just a bit of an avalanche here coming at her. Um, so be praying for her as she really moves into that role, but again, we're really grateful uh, for her. Okay, just a couple of practical uh, details here, and then uh, hopefully we'll have a chance for at least just a, l a, a little bit of a Q&A. 
Uh, again, for members here, just for you to be aware of this in conversations with people before and after church and as you meet in your home group, uh, our newcomer's lunch is coming up a couple weeks from now, September the 25th. Hands up if you have been to one of those newcomer's lunch. Yeah, okay. Uh, we do, well, a lot of you have, good. It's the lunch part. Uh, we, we do those about three times a year, and uh, they really are for newcomers. And, and just so that you know, we're letting folks determine if they are a newcomer or not. Some folks have maybe been here, it's their first Sunday, and they show up to that. Others have maybe been here for several months, that's totally fine. I think we've on occasion even had folks that maybe uh, came to two of those. We're not going to kick them out at all. But as you're talking to people, that's just a, it's a very informal, short way just to just to get to know, just spend a little bit of time with some folks. It's in Fellowship Hall there. We'll feed them and uh, give them a book and uh, very informal. So again, as new folks are coming uh, and they're saying, man, I'd really love to talk to somebody and that would be a great opportunity. That's September the 25th, right after church. Uh, we also have a new members class coming up. And so that's the next one. That's October 7th and 8th. Uh, right now, I believe that's going to be at our central campus. We'll certainly give you more details. But I just want you folks as members to be aware of that. Uh, again, as there may be folks in your home group uh, or, or people that uh, the Lord's going to put in your path here in the next couple weeks uh, that are, are interested. Uh, coming to that class, again, doesn't mean you have to be a member. There's no coercion at all. But that is a great chance to get to know a little bit more of who we are, our DNA, uh, as a church. So that's October 7th. And, eighth, and, and you'll hear more details on that as we move forward. Uh, third, uh, you should be aware, and I want to make you aware of members of some horrible Google reviews that we're getting as a church. It's okay. It really is. It has to do with, uh, well, when I say, <laughs> it has to do with our music. But it's not, it's not. <laughs> that, that came out wrong. That totally came out wrong. So... Uh, in fact, my brother-in-law is in Seattle. He was visiting like a month ago, and he's like, oh, where's your church located? And so we just Googled the address, and then he called me. And he's like, what is the deal with your church? Like, you guys are getting some really bad reviews. So y you don't have to go, and like I wouldn't, in fact. But I, I want to let you know what's going on. So um, as it pertains to Sunday morning and the volume of music, the loudness of it, particularly uh, I think there's some folks over here who maybe work at night or through the night and so at when we're, when the guys are when our musicians are practicing on Sunday mornings early at 7:30 and 8 uh, there's there's noise coming and so that we've we've had some complaints several months ago maybe 6 months ago maybe longer than that uh, the police came and it was i mean it police said don't worry about it you're you're good i mean there's there's the traffic on Sprague is probably worse than than what we're doing um, but having said that, we, we want to love our neighbors. Uh, the, the, the hard thing here is, is we're not, you know, on a Google review, they don't give name, contact info, anything like that. So it's really hard to, how do we follow up and just have that conversation? But, uh, both Paul and I have wandered over, uh, again, this, this way here and knocked on a few doors. We, we think maybe we know where some of it comes from, but it's just, it's really hard to know. Uh, so, you know, we're going to trust the Lord for that. I want you to know, as members of this church, though, for, for our part in this, I mean, we really have tweaked some things just with musicians and sound, like at 7.30 in the morning. So we've tried to dial that down a little bit, done what we can. Uh, moving forward, 
here's, here's what I'm expecting as, as members here of GCF. So if, if somebody from our neighborhood, and it may be this, it may be about something else, who knows. But if somebody comes in with a complaint, I, I'm expecting us to smile and to listen, to thank them for sharing that concern. And then let's just go the extra step, offer, bring them in, offer them coffee. Uh, and if we have leftover bagels, we can offer those as well. Give them a book. You're, you, you are all free to do this, okay? Give them a book if they're interested in that. If, if they're, as you're walking them through that process, if there is a way to get a, a name and a number uh, that we'd love to just take them out for coffee or something like that, we, we would love to be able to do that. Uh, does that make sense? So we're going to apply the love of Christ here and the grace of Christ. Again, I don't want you to, th this, is, this is more just, we just want to be honest here. That, that's the concern. Uh, many of our, I'm looking at you, Tim, because I know Tim spent several Sundays walking across the parking lot just trying to listen and like, you, there's, it's not a lot of noise. Yeah. So we want to be gracious, we want to be kind, and uh, we, we want to be good neighbors here. Uh, so probably not a bad prayer to pray that there's some decent reviews maybe coming our way, but we'll trust the Lord for that, won't we? He's in charge of that. So, uh, and if you guys have questions on that, you can certainly talk to us. Okay, uh, the other thing, this is more for prayer. A uh, couple things that we would really invite you to be praying with us as elders. We're starting to think and plan and pray and, and knowing our need for wisdom and discernment moving forward. So, so two points. One, that lot right there, uh, there, there seems like there's an opportunity to do something with that lot. In other words, uh, uh, Scott, the owner of this building, he owns that as well. He's approached us like, hey, do you guys want that? Would you be interested in that? Uh, yes, we would. Uh, we love this location here. And uh, so just in the beginning stages there, of what, what might the Lord want to do with that lot right next door? Which is pretty exciting to think about. Um, and so please don't ask me, well, what does the Lord want? I don't know at this point. But uh, it seems like there's wisdom in saying, I wonder if we could buy that. Let's figure out what we want to do with that um, and, and trust the Lord for that. So, uh, so please pray uh, as we think about that. That is tied into, I think, the, the second uh, item uh, for prayer moving forward, and that is, uh, as elders, we are, it's on our radar, a plan for growth and a, a plan to how do we handle our growth in a, in a way that we really honor the Lord. And so that uh, brings in a number of different factors, thinking about church planting, yes, uh, again, the, Jesus builds his church. You saw the numbers up there, 260, I think, when sort of everybody's back. Uh, when it gets to about 280-ish in, in this room, that it's starting to feel tight. Um, we do have some overflow in the, uh, in the fellowship hall and monitors. Uh, that's not ideal, but, but there are options there. And again, so we still have some wiggle room here. Uh, so this isn't something like next week or even next month. Uh, we're going to trust the Lord for that. But I just want you to know that's on our radar as elders. Uh, probably the immediate thing, if, if the Lord continues to bring growth here this fall, uh, you know, then, then we need to entertain the option of, of two services. That's probably the more immediate. Uh, we're going to have to trust the Lord for that. But I, I just want you to be praying with and for us. We, um, we want to honor the Lord with this, with all the resources given us, the building and so on and so forth. 
and um, we'll trust him for that. So obviously we will keep you aware as we know more and just in terms of direction and a way forward, we'll, we'll certainly be keeping you aware of that as well. So I would encourage you not just on Sunday mornings here, but uh, uh, in the newsletter and uh, elders video and so on and so forth, we'll, we'll use all of those means to communicate with you. As you have questions about both of those or other complaints, I mean, talk to us as well. Uh, like your complaints too, but other people too, or just things that you're hearing. We, we uh, certainly want to uh, uh, be with you on that as well. Okay, so we just have a couple minutes here. Uh, Paul, why don't you come on up here? Is Drew, I don't see Drew here. Uh, so he may, he may have just totally forgotten. Okay. Uh, what's that? <laughs> so uh, just a couple minutes here. Are there any uh, specific questions uh, for, for Paul and I that uh, we could at least address just in the couple minutes here? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that we have, I mean, we probably could find that. I mean, we could probably run a program or something. I mean, we, look, yeah, I mean, obviously going to two services, that's uh, that's double the work, double the volunteers, double the, et cetera. So don't worry about that. We'll, we're not going to borrow trouble <laughs> in a good way. Uh, the Lord, will, if that's what the Lord wants, then he'll provide, but th and that's what it'll take. But um, I know, we, you know, that we, we want to really be sensitive to that as well because, Many of you here, I mean, you are serving lavishly. We understand that, um, and that would be a change. And so that's why we're, we're we want to be just very wise, and uh, and really take the time to think through that. But it certainly would require that. Now we we'd also want to think through too. Um, you know, we may have to for a season. We may have to think about how we're doing some certain things, and it may that may look different as well. So I think all the options would be on the table there. Uh, but that would also be an encouragement, Paul, you can chime in here too, of, of uh, you know, ev every member serving. Um, and, and, and to a large extent, I mean, by God's grace, that, that is, you know, we're, we have a high percentage, way more than, frankly, other churches of members really invested in serving. So we're grateful for that. There's really a culture of that here. But we would definitely need all hands on deck. Yeah, I, I think like even when we launched this, we're probably still recovering from <laughs> serving in eight ministries. So thank you for still being here. <laughs> uh, but we probably have um, about doubled our membership since we started. So we probably had about um, like 70 some adults when we launched. So we're all, all jumping in on multiple roles. Um, and so now we're at probably at 135 at this point. Keep growing, Jesus. <laughs> and so it's functionally doubled in the adults and so like there's even that number like a lot of those are kids <laughs> coming in and being here but yeah it's 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 there's more room in service already like in serving so we would have to probably adjust how we structure stuff but yeah be steadfast and movable always abounding in the work of the lord knowing that your labor in the lord is not in vain did you have a follow-up there Brad?
Sim. You know, formally, no, you're right. We have done some. We did a barbecue, just tried to get to know our neighbors. I mean, that's definitely on our radar there. And look, you guys are creative folks here, too. So you can help us as elders to think, like, what, what do you think that might look like? We, we definitely want to. I mean, they know that we're here, obviously. <laughs> but we also you know, we want them to know that we care. Ultimately, that's what, you know, we're we're not going to be offended at some of this other stuff because the gospel is offensive enough. And so we, we want to remove barriers and obstacles as much as we can. Uh, so it, we have found it, just to answer your question, Dean, I think the, as we've had the opportunity, the, the more personal, just one-on-one -on -one interaction has been best, has been helpful. And so uh, we, we, we've tried to do that just, again, like Paul and I and some, some of you folks maybe. Um, but at this point, we don't have anything formal in that but again we'd be open to thinking and praying creatively about and that that's not that's true there we've got some condo apartments here behind us as well and the longer that we're here the more we really want to think carefully about that and wisely and and what are the needs and how can we respond and we'd, we'd love to be able to do that especially in a little bit longer okay i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, close us in prayer here just because it's 9 45 thank you for being here uh, certainly, as you have specific questions, Paul and I will be here. we got a little bit of time here. I think there are some bagels over there as well, so help yourself to that. Let me pray. Father, thank you again for uh, this time together. Thank you for these dear, sweet people here. Thank you for the good that you're doing and the good that you want to do in us and through us and for us, Lord. Uh, this Jesus, you are head of the church, and so we are grateful for how you lead us and care for us. And the joy that we have in being able to do that with each other. So we pray your continued blessing on the rest of this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.